Hi, I'm Marianne Kolbesuk McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, and I'm here at HIMS 19 speaking with Nick Heasters, Health Information Privacy and Security Specialist at the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights. So, Nick, during the presentation, Roger Severino, Director of OCR, and you just oversaw, it was noted that there will be an increased enforcement over the right to access. What does it mean in terms of what sort of enforcement and how would that work? Would it be based on patients complaining that they can't get access to their records and perhaps this provider has a record of other patients complaining? How would you enforce that? Well, certainly a patient complaints is, is, is a main method by which you know, OCR receives issues for uh, potential investigation and you know, perhaps that, uh, that this new area would be work with uh, patient complaints as part of that process. But, but it is something that Roger just mentioned, so you know, how this would actually work as far as our overall enforcement effort is something that we'll still have to work out specifically, but it is a, a priority of the director as he mentioned within the uh, presentation. So now OCR notes that its enforcement activities in 2018 reached a record level in terms of settlements and civil monetary penalties. What should healthcare entities and business associates expect to see in terms of enforcement activities from OCR in 2019 beyond the right to access focus? They should expect the same vigorous enforcement efforts that OCR has practiced in the in the past. So I think some of the things that Director Severino talked about included a, a focus of the culture of non-compliance at certain entities uh, and a total disregard for the, the duty of care that is owed to individuals for safeguarding individuals' protected health information. So those are certainly areas that we're going to focus on, that culture of non-compliance, those, uh, those cases where there are those issues for HIPAA non-compliance generally. Now, typically, what sorts of HIPAA cases get the attention of OCR scrutiny for potential financial settlements or civil monetary penalties as opposed to covered entities and business associates getting technical assistance from OCR? Is there some way that OCR sort of defines an egregious violation, for instance, as we hear that is also another area of focus for enforcement? Well, OCR is is interested in primarily pursuing enforcement where in those kind of cases where there's no evidence of compliance or not even any attempts to comply you know, with the HIPAA rules. For example, if there is no policies or procedures, they've never conducted a risk analysis, they don't have business associate agreements in place if they're business associates, and also they don't safeguard their information, they have uh, impermissible disclosures of, of PHI to the media, as was mentioned during the presentation or over the internet. And now in terms of the kinds of breaches that are getting reported to OECR, as it was noted, we've been seeing a big hike in hacking incidents and IT incidents over the last couple of years. Are there any other notable emerging breach trends that OCR is seeing that covered entities and BAs should be more proactive in terms of preventing? I think as we discussed during the presentation, as far as hacking and IT goes, one of the things that went hand in hand with that was, as far as the location of the breach, was the uh, was the email. Email identified as being the uh, the focal point of where an incident of a breach happened. Uh, phishing is, is certainly an issue and prevalent in this area that provides uh, access to a malicious actor into an entity system if they fall for it, fall for uh, any kind of trick by a, a phishing attempt to divulge sets of information. Other areas that some examples of 
Those types of phishing attempts could be where someone is asked to change their password. So might get an email that looks like it's from a trusted source of a, an email, internet-based email system that this user may have their email on asking them to change their password. And it turns out to be a fake, a phishing attempt so that when they do go to change their email, it's the, those credentials are in fact intercepted by the person that actually did the attack. Or it might provide some kind of link or some kind of attachments to download, which might download some malicious software, which in turn may install a backdoor or other software that will allow access to the enemy's uh, computer systems and potentially access to PHI by some kind of a hacker at some time in the future. Now, OCR in December issued a request for information seeking public input on potential changes to the HIPAA rules to reduce the regulatory burden and also to improve secure data sharing for patient care coordination. The deadline for submitting those comments is this week. Can you provide us with a flavor of the types of feedback that OCR is seeing or hearing for that matter? Does there seem to be any common suggestions or themes that are surfacing so far? No, unfortunately I can't. I can't share any details of you know, what that proposed rulemaking process you know, and feedback looks like, but that period for the RFA closes today. So um, hopefully folks will have an opportunity to um, go out there and, and add their voices to the RFI. This is the opportunity to provide input for folks for changes to, to HIPAA. And OCR will review those responses and they will be considered as part of a you know, notice of proposed rulemaking or NPRM. I can't comment on timing for any publication or the details regarding that, but stay tuned to OCR. Use our, our listserv and our Twitter accounts for you know, more information or announcements. Now, also, HHS this week issued two proposed rules, one from ONC and one from CMS, and both have the theme of interoperability and secure health information exchange, patient access. Can you comment at all on OCR's input in those proposed rules or what your participation was and where do you kind of see the balance between the HIPAA rules and what is being looked at? No, I can't really comment on, on ONC's rules. I mean, those rules are from ONC. I'm not really sure that we would have them comment on our rules, but um, you know, certainly they, they have had those announcements, and you know, I encourage folks to you know take a look at those and what ONC has stated about them, and and stay tuned for what happens uh, with them. And finally, Nick, what is the status of the HIPAA compliance audit program? Last year, I think there was analysis that OCR was doing. What's the status of that, and will we see any other audits coming? Well, we uh, began that phase two program in 2016, about 200 desk audits of covered entities and business associates, and we focused on various areas of the HIPAA rules, including the privacy, security, and breach notification rules. So currently, we're aggregating those findings and we'll issue a report in the future. We did identify you know, some areas for improvement as part of that process, including lack of an enterprise-wide risk analysis, lacking of policy procedures for overall risk management, and uh, issues of providing individuals with access to their protected health information. So we're looking at that at the current audit model and we're assessing any potential changes for future implementations of a periodic audit program. Thanks, Nick. I've been speaking to Nick Heasters of OCR. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.